are listening to Kingdom Conversations with Oluwashi Ololana, a podcast sponsored by Pept. Now I go by Oluwashi, Olulana. That means God made the way. So yeah, that's probably a story on its own. Um, a lot of people ask me, why did you change your name? What was wrong with the other one? Well, I don't know um, how to really describe this without probably disrespecting my other family members who still have the name. But basically, that old last name was not honoring God. Um, And I just could not any longer. And it's so funny because my dad had been asking my brothers and I, like, hey, you guys should change your name. You know, my mom changed hers. And we're just kind of like, nah. I mean, you know, my argument was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to change my name when I get married anyway. So whatever. Um, I'm not changing my name. And I think it was December 2018. I was in conversation with my parents, you know, randomly in the kitchen. And they actually told me the actual meaning of my last name. And I was like, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke, I cancel, I nullify, I destroy. Because there is no small God that's going to be out here blocking my way. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. And so I told my dad very swiftly, hey, I'm ready to change my name. What do I need to do? And of course, he was excited to, um, you know, help us do that. So officially in May of 2019, my last name became Olana because God will make a way and he does make ways. You know, um, since the last time I was here, I did earn a master's degree in biomedical science. That's probably another story we can talk about another day. You know, I'm really looking forward to our new relationship, you know, 2020, new year, new us. We're pulling up, pulling through with different things. Y'all, I'm currently in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, I live alone now. Or I not I live alone, alone, but yeah. I'm basically trying to say I'm an adult now, Sha. And I guess um, I'm on my own. Like I branched out of, you know, living in Maryland and now I live in PA. And I've just really grown, you know, as a person. I've grown um, as an adult, as a young woman as a millennial woman, you know, I have different understandings about my values, about the kind of person I want to be. I'm kind of morphing into that. And every single day I wake up with this goal in mind, and that is to please God. Some days are better than others, but the goal is to wake up again the next day, God willing, and do it all over again. So yes, I did get a master's, um, and now I am working. But the new idea that I have for this podcast is to do devotionals with you all. Um, I know like when this podcast really started, we were just like doing prayer sessions. And so I kind of want to take us us back there. So what I'm going to actually end up doing is releasing podcasts prayerfully weekly um, where I actually just do one of my Bible plans with you all. 
and give you an opportunity on Monday morning to, or whenever you want to listen, to listen to the podcast and listen to what it is that we have to say. I'm going to try to be as transparent about my journey. It has not been perfect. Since I gave my life to Christ in 2013, it has not been perfect. Um, there were times where I felt like I was on this great spiritual high, and there are other times where I felt like so down. And, you know, the past couple of years has been actually probably one where I felt more down than before because I did move to a new state. I have to find a church family. I've been here for so long and I still can't really say I have a true church family. So it's just been a lot of changes that I kind of want to bring you guys on this journey with me on and see where, you know, we can empower each other to continue our relationship with Christ. So that being said, if you have any particular recommendations for Bible plans, add me on the Bible plan. My name is Oluwashi Olulana. You know, if you can identify me, my bio does have the PEPT website on it, www.peppd.org. So check us out. Please subscribe. You know, we're trying to monetize things over there. 2020, we are moving. 2020, we are elevating in every single area. We are elevating in how we contribute to our community. We are elevating in how we contribute to our own selves. We are elevating financially. We are elevating spiritually, you know. In relationships, we are growing. We are learning to treat each other, each other better. So, yeah. Pardon me if the sound is not as high-end as it needs to be. Um, I'm playing around with GarageBand, so I'm looking forward to all the changes that we're going to be making. So, that being said, um, I will recommend... I will have a section where I recommend a book that I'm working on. It's going to be one spiritual book and one um, circular book. I don't really want to call it circular. It's just a different genre um, because it deals with a different topic that is not Christianity. So I guess it does make it circular, but, you know, you get the point. Um, The one that I'm working on right now is Jesus Among Other Gods by Ravi Zacharias. Love Ravi. Um, If I should call him Uncle Ravi Seth because I can't just be calling him Ravi anyhow. You know, he's old enough to be my grandfather. Um, well, I don't know, but he's shot, you know, older shot. So we'll call him uncle Ravi. And the one that I've been reading, that's not been so spiritual is every patient tells a story by Lisa Sanders. I don't know if you guys watch house, but she is the one that they low key depicted that idea and concept after, even though like, yes, it, it was after Sherlock Holmes, but it was because of some writing that she did in the New York times, um, for uh, her own section, it's called Diagno- Diagnostics. Got Diagnostics, I don't know. So yeah, Lisa Sanders is the one that we're working on right now. So I'm hoping to be done with those by the next time you hear from me. And so I'll probably have some feedback about what I thought about it. Pep is starting a book club. So if you want to check us out, email us at www.peppd.org. So I've caught you guys up, you know, that's like a speed round, you know, of what's up, what's popping, what's good. So let's just get it, go ahead and get started with the word. Um, so this is a plan called Walking Through Spiritual Valleys. And I'm going to do Open Evans here too, by the way, because I'm a RCCG babe and Open Evans, you know, it hits. So I'm going to be doing that at some point too. But today we're going to do a plan called Walking Through Spiritual Valleys. I did it a couple weeks back with some friends on my Bible app. And I just found it to be so important. And so we're going to read it together and go from there. So before we go, let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today, this evening, because God, we know that you are God, that you are good. 
and that we have you to look to. Even when life gets rough, even when we are far from you, we have you. You are the consistent part of our life. You embrace us. You love us. You show us mercy consistently every single day. We thank you because God, in your mercy, we reside. We thank you because God, we are able to hide underneath your grace. We're able to hide underneath your empower, just the empowerment that you're giving to us, God. I just pray right now, even if anyone is listening and they feel like they are walking through a spiritual valley, even me going through a spiritual valley, God, I ask that you lift me up and you lift us up as a whole. And so that we can look to you as giants that you have made us to be. We can look to you boldly, that we are not consumed by our life, but we are consumed by your word and by your power and by the grace that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you so much, Jesus, because you came and you died on that cross and you did it with so much excitement that Now we can come to God and know that we have access. Lord, we honor you for that. You are perfect in all of your ways. And we pray that as we go into this word today, that Lord, you let it reign and rule in our hearts. And that our week will see a a transformation in our relationship with you. And Lord, just protect us, guide us, keep us, so that by the time we come back next, we'll have testimonies. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So like I said, this plan is called Walking Through Spiritual Valleys. Day one, no one is exempt. Hard times are a passport that gives you permission to go places you wouldn't get to any other way. That quote is by Levi Lusco. As Christ followers, we've all had a mountaintop experience in our faith journey. They are amazing, and if we are honest, would like to stay on top of the spiritual mountain forever. Amen to that. But very little spiritual growth happens on the mountain. It's usually in the valley where we experience the most... Oh, I'm so sorry. My friend is calling me. It's usually in the valley where we experience the most substantial progress. Even with progress, the valley can feel awfully dark. All of the things we learned on the easier days have somehow disappeared. The faith we said would never doubt, we doubt. And then we continue in the cycle of feeling far from God and wondering if it will ever end. You may have questions about these challenging spiritual times in your life. Let's answer two of them. Who goes through them? Everyone. Come on. That one was for me because when I first, you know, became more serious in my relationship with God, I was on a high. Like, I was winning. Like, I remember I won my university senate position that I, you know, ran for. I remember I, like, got this opportunity to go to China. Like, I, I, I was fasting and praying, like, every month. Like, no food for, like, seven days. Just drinking water, like, for five days, whatever. I was, you know, praying. And it was just so beautiful, you know. I, like, lost all this weight. You know, I was just like, yeah, that was only God. I um won a scholarship for, like, this two thousand something dollar course like i won it like at a, on a raffle for like 50 bucks like it was just amazing y'all it was it was just amazing you know this high was just where it was and um you know it just it just it just hurt <laughs> when the drought came in 2017 i remember um and i wrote a little bit about it in a, in a recent um blog but 
everyone goes through them. And reading this just kind of gives me an affirmation that, okay, I'm not crazy. Something unusual is happening, but I'm not alone. And so it isn't that, um, you're, 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 you're necessarily backsliding. It's just a spiritual drought, you know, and everyone has to go through them because that's where, like this script, this devotional is saying, that's where personality is built. Can you imagine if everything I asked for is being given to me? I would not tarry in the place of prayer anymore. I wouldn't have to ask God twice. I wouldn't have to talk to God more than maybe once or twice a, a month, you know, cause I would just always go there and ask like, Oh, Hey God, like, what's up? But the things that I'm going through, this drought that I'm feeling, and this desire to just continue to just get better and better and stronger in my relationship with God, is causing me to find out more about myself as a person and also recognizing that I'm not perfect and really affirming the need for God, you know? Um, but you can get to a point where you feel like, oh, yeah, you know, you have all this discipline, you have all these, you know, understanding and all of that, but you think that it's because of your personality and because of you and you forget to give glory to God. You forget to honor God for those abilities. But I'm in a place right now where I know that it's only God that's carrying me anywhere. You find me just know God carried me there because it wasn't anything I could have done in my own power or strength. And so, um, it says that we are literally parched and hungry for God, and yet we can't seem to sense even an ounce of his presence. We begin to wonder why he would let us feel like this and even wonder if he is real. We understand that we are not the first person to experience these seasons and we won't be the last. Why do we go through them? Why? Why do we go through these seasons? Lots of reasons. Sometimes we go through spiritually dry seasons because we disobey God. Hmm. Gas boats, boats gas. So you have to reflect, and even I have to. I had to reflect, and I still have to reflect. I had to figure out like why is it that I'm feeling this dry season? Like yes, everyone is going through it, but everyone is in it for a different reason. And for me, one thing I found was my reason was actually recognizing that like okay, I actually need God. Like I can't take one step without Him. Like. I just cannot. I tried and I was failing. And so I had to come back to my senses. And my senses brought me into this spiritual, you know, feeling like I was in a spiritual valley or spiritual drought where I really need God. Like, you know, and, and, and it says other times we neglect our time with God each day and become distant. We become spiritually dry when we consistently do things that feed our sinful de- desires. And all of those things can cause spiritual starvation. I remember I think it was like studying that actually kind of got me a little bit away from my routine back then. Like I would wake up and I would just want to study. And so from wanting to study, like my mind would not, I would be doing my devotions. I was still consistent. I was still reading my Bible, but my mind was not really there anymore because I was doing it just to check the mark that I did it. Not because I genuinely like was like combing through the scriptures and looking for what I was looking for. And so I'm in this place where I'm trying to get back to that. And I pray this prayer that John Piper always prays. Oh yeah, it's John Piper. And he just always tells us that if you're feeling like you don't have a desire for God, always repent of that sin and ask him to input that desire in you. Ask him to make you hungry for him. And that's part of my daily prayer these days. Like, God, I want to be hungry for you. You know, Jeremiah 20 verse nine, like I remember um, Jeremiah was so, can you hear, oh, Kalara, when you say something Kalara in Yoruba, it means that he was so, he was so enamored. He was, it was just so zealful about it. And, you know, it says, you know, uh, it was something about if they said I shouldn't talk about him or say his name, it's like fire shut up in my bones and I cannot keep it in. And so he was so like on fire for God that like he just couldn't hold it down. And that's the kind of zeal I want. 
And so I pray every day that God give me that zeal. And some days are better than others, but that is my daily prayer. And so we can we also can't ignore that sometimes our great God allows these seasons for his purposes. He could simply snap his fingers and bring us out of our spiritual drought, but he doesn't always. Not only that, he could have prevented it in the first place. We cannot attempt to grasp the perfect mind of our God. We just have to trust that if he allows us to walk in, through a spiritual valley, then he is doing a work in us that can only come when we persevere through what feels like spiritual quicksand. Hmm. Often in our dark times, we doubt God's character and question his love for us. Come on, somebody. It is in these spiritually dim places that we have to rely on what we know rather than what we feel. Over the next four days of this plan, we'll learn to handle these bleak spiritual seasons with grace and faith and be encouraged by the result that comes from them. Let's all reflect on this question. Have you struggled with how you see God because of a challenging spiritual season? If so, write down one negative thing you've believed. Search the Bible to combat your thought and meditate on this truth. And I'm just going to be 100 with you guys and you all. I, you know, just believed that God didn't like me no more. That's how I was going through what I was going through. I was like, how can I put all this work in? And then you just don't, like, you don't even like me anymore. <laughs> and I thought you loved me and you don't even like me. <laughs> like, yeah, I know you loved me. And also, I kind of was mad at God. I was like, God, why would you let me be disappointed this way? Like, why? You know, I wasn't really taking any responsibility for my part in it, but it really did draw me closer to God in a place where I now feel like I cannot move. I cannot, y'all, like anything that you see me doing or that you see you see being done in me, just know that is not she, that is God. And that is where I am. And, you know, we're going to read Psalm 23. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Mm-mm. No, no, no. I need that in NKJV, Lord. Uh-huh. Yes. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Not that I shall not need. Because, you know, sometimes we're like, yeah, you know, your needs are, you know, they're more important than your wants. But, like, I shall not even want. You, you get me? Like, I shall not want for protection. I shall not want for peace. I shall not want for, you know, like these things are not going to be so scat or scarce in my life. I'm going to have these things. You know, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Come on. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, through, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies because we are eating. That's not in the Bible, but I'm just adding that in. Like, for real though, you are all going to end up in positions where there are going to be people who will hate you for those positions, but God is there with you and they can do nothing about it and they're going to watch you be successful. And it says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy, amen, shall follow me. They shall follow, follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So guess what? If anything else is following you, if bitterness is following you, unforgiveness, hatred, ignorance, just lack of compassion for people, like whatever is following you, that means that God is not in it. So please make sure that the only things following you are goodness and mercy, And they will follow you all the days of your life, brothers and sisters. And you shall forever dwell in the house of the Lord. So anything contrary to this truth, 
is not your portion. So we need to just rise up and pray ourselves out of these situations. And God is going to help us in Jesus' name. So please join me in prayer. Father God, I just thank you for the opportunity again to go through your word. I thank you for this quick time we spent in your presence. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you guide us, that you keep us, that you envelope us with your power, with your anointing, and with your strength, and that we recognize that without you, we are nothing. Lord, we recognize that we can't even come out of any spiritual droughts without you. Holy Spirit, we ask that you teach us to love you. You teach us to, to, and to, to be empowered by you, God. That we will re- wake up in the morning and want to read our Bibles. That we wake up in the morning and want to talk to you. That even as we go about our days, that we include you. That we ask you for help. That we seek your face, God. And Lord, we pray that by the next time we come back, that we have grown in our relationship with you. And at the end of everything, your name alone is glorified. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. Please remember to subscribe to our website, www.peppd.org. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.